Over 60,000 songs are added to Spotify every day, and I'm here to make sure you don't miss any of the good ones. From independent artists just starting out to seasoned vets in the industry, this interview-style podcast highlights artists whose music you don't want to miss. Make sure to follow along to the Music You're Missing Spotify playlist to hear tracks from artists featured on the show. You're listening to Music You're Missing. I'm Brendan Gennetti, and today we're talking to Eloise Alterman. Eloise found her sound when she moved to Nashville all alone at the age of 17. Here, she would go on to sign with Atlantic Records. Under Atlantic, she just released her debut EP, Sad Bird, which was made with multi-Grammy award-winning producer Dave Cobb, who has worked with country legends, including Brandi Carlile, Sturgill Simpson, and The High Woman. Fair warning, Sad Bird is a super personal EP with themes of heartbreak, healing, and self-discovery, so viewer beware, you're in for a scare if you're emotionally unstable right now, like myself. Um, So though Nashville has had a huge impact on the beginning of Eloise's career, she actually just moved to LA, so I'm really excited to speak with her and see how she's doing with all of these important life events going on, but before we get Eloise on the line, you've listened to podcasts before, you know the drill. If this is your first time listening to Music You're Missing, welcome. Consider Music You're Missing the modern radio station. All the artists featured on the podcast get featured on the Music You're Missing Spotify playlist, which if you go to right now, you can see Eloise Alterman's lovely face on the cover. You can get some fun additional content on our TikTok and Instagram. Just search Music You're Missing. And while you're following things, would you mind rating us five stars wherever you're listening to us? The more five stars we get, the higher likelihood we get playlisted or front paged, which in turn gets these awesome artists even more exposure. I promise you that is all for me. Now I am so excited to bring you Eloise Alterman on Music You're Missing. We are joined with Eloise Alterman. How's it going? Good, how about you? I'm doing wonderful. I literally just noticed that you were drinking kombucha, and I think this is like the fourth artist in a row who's drinking kombucha that we talked to. I have to ask, what flavor are we drinking today? We are drinking gingerade. Oh, that's one of my favorites. Do you like the um, the cayenne cleanse one, the really spicy one? Yes, I love anything spicy. That's that's literally my favorite one. Oh, you're a, I actually, speaking of listening to podcasts about you, you love a spicy marg. She loves a spicy marg. They're my absolute favorite. Um, the other day I was grabbing a margarita and I was telling the guy, I was like, as absolutely as spicy as you can make it. I was like, I want my lips to be like so swollen on my way out. I want to. That's literally my favorite. And it's funny. I don't really love spicy food, but spicy Marg, like a hundred percent on the Richter, whatever the, whatever the scale is, give it to me all. Yeah. Like I don't love sweet cocktails. Like I feel like a lot of girls always love like a really sweet drink. I love a spicy, spicy drink. Yeah. That explains yeah. the the lovely bar cart behind you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about that as I was setting this up. Like the only light right now in my apartment is right here. And I put my camera on now. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love it. I love it. My bar cart would be embarrassing. I literally just got Costco brand like White Claw to go camping the other day. And I just have like a plethora of nameless brand <laughs> White Claw. So you got me it. beat. Um, but anyhow, thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate your time. Um, I imagine you're in a new apartment right now in LA. I am. I moved here in February. Um, my dining table just got here last week. And literally an hour ago, I was just selling my desk on Facebook Market for free because I was so bored of trying to sell it <laughs> for pennies. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, 
moving is a chore, but we're getting through it. You know, it takes longer than I expected waiting for furniture and all that, but making it a home as slowly as I can. I saw that you painted like all the art in your house. Yeah. Me and my boyfriend were slowly trying to find, like, I have very expensive taste on accident. Like I think it was worth <laughs> it. Um, everything I like is just really, really expensive. Like even, you know, it's like a side table. I'm just like, once you find things, once you see expensive things, it's like, then you can't go to target. Once no. you've been, you can't go to target and then be like, you just see the difference. You know, you're kind of just like, Oh, you know, you're just like, it doesn't look the same. If I know that something better is out there, I definitely have a hard time settling. I know. And well, and for me too, like, I just, I would rather wait to like get the thing that I really want, you know, instead Mm of, or like do something creative to like make it myself, like the art, you know, instead of like go get some Ikea painting or something like I'd rather make it ourselves. And so I went to a paint store and got a bunch of paints and stuff. And like half the art that I liked was literally just like a stupid. <laughs> yeah, like abstract. It's like 20 grand and I'm like, I love it. And, I and need so, it. I need it. It's beautiful. And so the one that I put up the stairs, I painted. And it was literally just like, as I did it, I was like, okay, here we go. And I was like, <laughs> and it was done. I was like, it's perfect. That is so impressive. See, I, that sounds like something I 100% would do, but I would half ass it. I would get the wrong paint. I would get like watercolor and I just would probably never commit to it. Like, are you fulfilled with how everything came out? Yes, but I, I realized I hate the cleanup process. Oh yeah. So like, the, by the time you buy all the canvases and the, it was like a big chore, like the, doing the whole thing, like you had got to get the drop cloth and like the apartment is empty. So like, it was easy doing it. It was a fun thing to do. It, it was a project mm-hmm. for sure. But like, what else are you going to do? And like all the wait times on everything were so long anyways. For me, it was just like fun to have a craft to do. Like I was making all these little snakes, like at the same time. I don't know if you saw my TikTok. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Those are for my closet because they were kind of, they ended up being kind of ugly. Um, but I was going to do them down the I <laughs> the love aisle. I love the idea of decorating your closet, by the way. Yeah. Because it's <laughs> like, I'm not going to hang those up anywhere. But that for me was more fun. Those are more like the stuff you would do in like school. Yeah. 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 I totally understand that. It's more like, like personal. The like detail, you know, that was like coloring. And for my ADD too, it was just fun to have like a project. Those kinds of things don't take as much cleanup because you're not doing like ginormous canvases. And those honestly didn't take that long. That just took a sh- like a shit ton of paint. Really? But this, the ones I did were like fun. This is inspiring me. I, I had a huge art phase like during peak quarantine and I like cut up a bunch of old CDs and I glued them. And honestly, it's like the coolest thing I've ever done in my whole life. But it's also the only thing I've ever completed in my whole life. I don't think I could ever complete anything. I know. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not a completer at all. That's so cool. The CD idea. That's really cool. I know. I have to send you a picture. It's literally my most prized possession. But you can also like see the Gorilla Glue because I'm like a dumbass. So (laughs) I'm sure I could have done it a little bit better. No, my art, if you walk up the stairs and walk by it, the sides of it are are still the white canvas. (laughs) I love that. I love that. And I'm like, oh, wait, you're supposed to paint the sides of it. Uh, No one will know the TikTok sound. Um, (laughs) But anyhow. It poured out of me when I wrote them. Mm -hmm. Um. I was going through such a hard time. My heart was so broken. And like, 
the response I've gotten from just girls and guys and people, you know, responding to their heartbreak and telling me their stories. Like I love that being able to tell a part of my story, but not being too detailed in a way where they can still make it a part of their life Mm -hmm. instead of, Oh, she went through this. And then I'm just listening to her story, like making it empathetic instead of too, you know, autobiographical, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Is really special. Like I, I love that part of it. I've never experienced that before. And it's like, you know, not having a lot of friends in high school, not have like, it's, it's almost like now I'm experiencing that. Mm-hmm. And I love, it's like, if you feel like really cool all of a sudden, and I don't know, it's, <laughs> it's really like a cool experience, especially like being in LA, I don't have friends, a lot of friends yet. And, and, but then you get to like experience that with people who are telling you about their stories and stuff. It's, it makes you feel less alone too. Definitely. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure that's super validating as well, not only to like have oh, this yeah. new network, but you know, you, you did it and you did it right. It's so validating because when you're about to put stuff out, you're just like, fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck. Like, did I do, like, should I be writing about like the things other people are writing about, you know, like, because everyone's always like, oh, this is such new artist things. Like when you're just writing about heartbreak, like, and I got a lot of heat too for, you know, from people saying like, you're giving it up, like you're giving it to her. Like you're, you're making yourself look like an idiot. Really? Yeah. Kind of just people saying like, you're making yourself look like a fool, you know, like you should be the girl that's on top of the world after like, you know, like, I don't need a man, stuff like that. And I'm like, but I don't feel like that. Like my <laughs> broken. That would be inauthentic. I, You'd be lying if you were to, to say that. I feel like shit though. Um, <laughs> but I don't feel like that. Yeah. And I'm like, no, like. I think my superpower might be just writing that I feel like shit and I feel like a loser, you know? <laughs> but I think, you know, like the greater thing there is you're just writing what you're going through. You're not faking moment. it. I'm not, yeah. I'm not a loser. I just feel like one right now, you know? And <laughs> I feel like I lost, you know, a, a huge chunk of myself today. Mm-hmm. And, it's like, you know, and anyways, I'm glad it's out. I'm glad that I can, you know, I, I heal from, writing and I've I just feel like I'm I'm moving on and and I also feel a sense of closure now that it's out and then I can perform them and and keep healing Mm -hmm. so uh, bringing back to the slack that you received um sorry sorry to hark on all the drama (laughs) um I know that there was a initial hesitation to talk about her um so are you in retrospect happy that you finally did? Like, do you think that was part of the closure that you finally talked about her or did we just get a hit yeah. song out of it? No, I mean like, yeah, I don't want to write about her. Cause there was a part of me that was like not wanting to admit to myself. Maybe like at first I thought it was, Oh, that he's still in love with her. And I don't want to write about it. Cause I didn't want to admit it to myself. But mm-hmm. what I realized was it wasn't that it was that, I was telling myself that every day, you know, like negative self-talk all the time. It's like, it was like, I had her all over me still. And she was haunting me like everywhere I went and it was so unhealthy and writing about her was almost like this release. And the song isn't, you know, it's called her, but it's not about her. Mm -hmm. It's It's about me not being able to like, let her go and stop thinking about her all the time and stop making her a part of every single thing that I was doing. When you were writing that, if you don't mind me asking, were you like still with the person that you were writing it about? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
I can yeah. understand the struggle to put those on paper then to put those words on paper. Oh, it, it was so hard because, you know, once you convince yourself someone's in love with someone else, whether it's true or not, you just start seeing it everywhere, mm-hmm. whether they tell you they're not or they are like, you just, you just can't like unbelieve it. Sorry, sirens. Um, <laughs> that sounded a little bit more like sirens. That sounded like multiple policemen like at your door. I'm like, is there a murder out there? <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it was like the problem was me. I was so just engulfed in this thing. And I was so convinced that he was in love with someone else. I was so and but I was so obsessed with this person who I'd never met. Right. Mm hmm. And it was like she was stained on me. It's like she had tattooed herself on this relationship and she was everywhere. And she, I was unwell. I was, it's like I was drowning in her all the time. And that's kind of what the music video was about. Yeah. And I was screaming at him and he could never hear me, you know? And I was just like, I couldn't get her off of my back, you know? And it was like, I had to, I had to do what was right for me to let her go, whether that meant letting him go or, or taking space for myself or finding it in me to like love myself enough where that didn't matter. Mm -hmm. And it just took a lot of self-discovery, but she, she was a really hard thing for me for a really long time. So now that we kind of move past that beyond just writing it, what helped you kind of get rid of her and that idea? I think realizing that she didn't really mean shit. (laughs) Isn't that like the answer to everything? Like, I feel like everything that I, you know, get myself so worked up about. It, it, yeah, like you have a song about this, actually. Am I wrong? Like seasons. Like you gotta wait for the, uh, like you just gotta wait for it to blow over. It's not real. Yeah, it's like we we build things up so much. You know, it's like even he, like she didn't mean shit, and like he didn't really mean, you know, his feelings. If he ever had them, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I matter. Like yeah. they don't shit. They're thing like I matter. I'm a boss ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. We gotta we gotta manifest it. I have these like mindfulness cards and some of them have like the manifestation things. And honestly, bring it back to like that negative thinking, just like positive reframing of things, crazy. Like will literally change your life. And like I think moving really helped. Like being in a place where like I'm very sentimental to like places and things. And I'm like, were they here? Were they there? You know, stuff like that. Like just getting away and like finding. And I think like, I've always been a person who's lacked confidence and I found a lot of confidence recently and just, you know, just trying to do my best at like the life that I'm living instead of trying to, you know, figure out what everyone else is doing their bullshit. Like it's just, (laughs) it's, it's not my, it's not my drama. Yeah, no, for real. Do you think like having so much alone time, I know you had moved to Nashville at a young age, like kind of helped you have that self-confidence? I think it worked in both ways. I mean, I spent a lot, I did, I spent a lot of time alone. I think it had a lot of negative effects on me too. I think Mm -hmm. it made me have no self-confidence when it came to friends because I felt so alone. It made me feel like I didn't have anybody. And then when I was around people, it made me kind of desperate for any sort of friendship or attention and then yeah it's just like when I would get into a group you know I was just so glad to be around anyone you know that I probably talked too much or was like you know 
just ready for anyone. Like I was 19 and I was like, hi, you know, like to girls and stuff, they probably like get away. And then that would make me more, you know, self-conscious. Yeah. But, you know, as I've kind of grown, I'm, now I'm so much more chill in situations. I'm just like, take me or leave me. I don't give a <laughs> fly. That's such a great place to be. Oh my God. Thank God for it. But it really just does take time. Yeah. Like to anyone who's a little bit young, like if you're even 23 or 22, like that was me two years ago, the growth that I've had in the last year and a half, even it just, it truly does just take time. You just stop caring. Oh yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I had, when I was 19, I went to this college and I eventually transferred out and I got placed in a dorm alone with in, in the quiet door. I just like basically spent like six months alone and I had zero friends and I'm a very social person, but I'm also really grateful for that experience because like it literally strengthened me as a person. And like, like you said, when I am in these bigger social settings, I have a way better understanding of who I am. And I quite frankly, don't give a flying fuck if you like me or not. (laughs) So long as I can be myself. Yeah. I'm like, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I will say, no, that is true. Like the alone time was really good for like, I can be alone for long periods. Like I can go like a month alone. Wow. That's some monk status right there. It's a monk status. (laughs) But like I wake up and I'm like, okay, what are we going to do today? We're going to work out. I'm talking to myself and ta- I'm drink- I'm like, okay, I'm going to have a kombucha and then I'm going to, maybe I'm going to buy a mini fridge today and organize my Fiji waters and order. And like, I'm like, and then I'm going to go get my nails done. And then maybe I'm okay. Then I'm going to work on my songs. And, and like, I make a schedule and I do my things and I get my things done. Nighttime's hard. You probably heard four in the morning. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, distractions, I think are what they're called, but I think I, that's what I learned from being alone for a long time, but I wrote a lot by myself in those mm-hmm. years too. I love how you keep kind of recalling on some of the singles off the EP. I think it just kind of shows how, how personal it is. There is a song in particular that I want to talk about, Sad Bird Still Sings, which if you haven't heard this track before, it is about singing in front of a crowd while not necessarily in the best headspace. Curious, have you been able to play this one out live and if so like how did that feel was it cathartic yeah multiple times were you going through it and did they know like was it a cathartic experience yeah i mean i always love singing the chorus because they're all staring at me you know and i'm singing they don't know my sky is falling <laughs> and well then they know obviously but that's the whole just position about it you know mm-hmm. because i'm standing there telling all of them you know you're singing along to my songs, but like, do you understand? I'm, I'm like, I'm telling you my heart is absolutely broken and you're, you're asking for more. I'm giving you a show of my heartbreak, if that makes sense. But the song Sad Bird Still Sings isn't just about putting on an actual show on a stage. Mm -hmm. It's kind of also a little bit of a, of like symbolism too, of just putting on a show in life if that makes sense. Yeah. How there isn't any good time to break someone's heart because tomorrow we have to go to work. We have to go do whatever. We have to keep putting on a fucking smile for people and no one wants us to be sad. Like, I feel like everyone gets kind of annoyed when we're down and everyone, have you noticed how everyone immediately wants to cheer you up? They're like, how can I cheer you up? You can't make you smile. 
And I'm like, well, uh, I don't want to be happy right now. <laughs> like my, my heart was just broken and you're immediately like poking me to make me smile. And it's like, that's not what my body even wants right now. Because you know? now, not like, only are you sad, now you're sad and annoyed. <laughs> yeah. And now you're annoying me because you're poking me and you're trying to make <laughs> me smile. And all I want to do is cry, you know? And it's like, why do you want me to smile? It's like, it's for you. Whoa. That's a, that's a great observation. It's just because, so you're not uncomfortable that I'm not okay right now. Yeah. It's not because you actually want me to feel better. It's so you don't feel uncomfortable. Wow. I guess I didn't really thought about it from that perspective. Yeah. But that's what Sad Brick Still Sings is kind of about. It's like, and I always think about birds too. It's like, they're always singing, but what if they're sad? <laughs> when did you get this connection with birds? Yeah, obviously the EP, there's a track on it. Has that something that's kind of always been with you? Like, do you think of yourself as a bird? Is that your spirit animal? I know. I just, I wrote it in my notebook for a long time and I never really knew. I always thought of myself as like the whole meaning of the EP. Like I am someone whose personality does not match my songs at all. Like it's kind of awkward and like, I, kind of, I think I'm kind of funny. <laughs> and then my songs are like, got, like can be kind of sad, you know? And then that's kind of how like the, you know, the EP and the the music video is too. It's beautiful. It's on a beach. It's like, you know, with the like the long hair and the silk and everything. And that's how I wanted it to be because the sad bird still sings in the same way. It's like, she's a sad bird, you know, but she's still singing. Like it's beautiful on the outside, but it's really broken on the inside. Mm -hmm. I don't know if a lot of people pick that up, but that's kind of me. Like I want to show a lot of, not beauty, but a lot of like Rome, like romance on the outside, a lot of like shiny, beautiful things on the outside, like timelessness, stuff like that. But on the inside, there's a lot of darkness. Interesting. <laughs> and she says it with a smile. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's a great kind of symbolism and imagery. I, I would love to hear kind of like the inverse of this EP too, like maybe not the, the hurting phase, but like the happy, the the happier phase. Yeah, what, I mean, what would that sound like? What would that look like for you? A happy phase. Yeah, like are we in the happy phase now? Like what what comes after the hurting phase? Actually, you know, I think maybe some sort of in between. Okay. I'd say. I mean, there's phases of hurting. I mean, I always want to be happy, but I don't think like I'd ever have a true EP of just happy songs. Okay. I'd love to know how that feels <laughs> <laughs> not to be a downer, but like, I don't think I'm there yet. Okay. Um, but if you know of an antidepressant that could give me, <laughs> I get some Zoloft. I actually forgot to pick up my Zoloft. Lexapro ain't doing the trick then. You gotta take both at the same time. Um, I'm just kidding. That's a trick. No. Okay. I have to talk. To oh, don't do that. Um, you know, well, I guess that's that kind of, I guess I'm, you know, putting my foot in my mouth by asking you what that would look like because we were just talking about how, you know, you don't want to be poked. Um, and I guess that's me poking you. So I'm just a fucking no, you're, dumbass. You're, you're, no. it, it makes sense. The hurting phase, you'd think the next one would be the happy phase. I well, I did hear through an interview that he, I, when you said it, I was like, I wonder if she's allowed to say that, and I wonder if I'm allowed to ask about it. But either way, I'm gonna do it. The healing phase that I hear a little little sneak, maybe that might be the next EP. It might be. Depends on if I'm healing yet. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Right, so we're not we're not there since the writings of 
the hurting phase? Um, I think I'm definitely healing. So when I think of projects, I just want to be very specific with how how I choose these next six songs, you know, next EP and how my brain works and how I choose the songs and how I give people the next six songs. I want to make sure I give them them in order of how my hurting went. And these first six songs I gave them were the first six I kind of wrote. And you know how there's like phases of healing. I want to make sure I give them the angry (laughs) and there was a phase in between when I started healing, you know, it wasn't straight to healing after crying. I love that. You know, we'll see again, super real because it's not, you know, what do they say? Healing's not linear. I know, like you said, like that angry phase, maybe people don't want to see that, but it exists. And sometimes it's it's fucking wild. (laughs) Yeah, you go fucking wild. And sometimes it's a roller coaster too. We don't just go crying and then, oh, we're healing. No, it's like, no, we're crying and then we're angry and then we love him again. And then we're crying and then we love him again. And then we're crying and then we fucking hate him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Looking up sabotage on the internet. We've all Yeah, and then we're. Yeah, and then we're screaming out the window, and we're screaming love songs, and then we're <laughs> screaming all too well, 10-minute version. And, oh, yeah. Googling, yeah. can we take Zoloft and Lexapro at the <laughs> same time? Does that work? Googling, can you die from a broken heart? <laughs> uh, I also love that you brought up Taylor Swift, actually, because you are a huge Swifty, and I could tell because every time you use a song that isn't your own, it's Taylor Swift. Yeah, that is so <laughs> I am a huge me and my little sister, like, I love my little sister so much. So when I get to spend time with her, I'm just so ecstatic. But we have this tradition. Every time I see her, we had this car growing up that only took CDs um, that we got to drive up north to the lake in the summer. And we would just absolutely, um, my brother, my little, our little brothers would want to kill us, but we would fill it with all the Taylor Swift CDs. <laughs> and her and I will just blast in these horrible speakers, all the Taylor Swift CDs. But what we'll do now when we see each other, because all those CDs are still in there, we know every single song, every single word. We'll take these videos and we'll make these little mashups of us singing all the words in the car and doing little dances. But um, it's really fun every time I'm with her to do that. But now I just know every single word to every song. I love that. You must be really great at Taylor Swift trivia. Not trivia, like not about her life as much as the, the songwriting. Do you have a favorite album? Is that like the worst question that I could ask you? I feel like that would drive me no. crazy to pick. I really like, like when I'm around the house, I really like folklore. I went, so you ever go to Boston or Massachusetts ever? I did for the songwriting summer program at Berkeley. Berkeley. I only went to like three and then I got, then I just stayed at the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm I'm hoping to be a Berkeley dropout. I'm there for my master's, but I'm getting oh, cool. closer and closer to dropping out. So I join you. Um, but there is uh, there's Martha's Vineyard. Um, have you heard of Martha's Vineyard? Yeah, yeah. I literally like don't know. Like, do people know Martha's Vineyard? Because I'd where people from Massachusetts summer, but apparently it's like a big deal. Like Barack Obama has a house there. Um, oh, well, yeah, I know I've been to Martha's Vineyard a few times. Oh, no way. OK, so. I was there and folklore came out that day and I had woke up and obviously it was a surprise release. I woke up at like 4 a.m. and I just had nothing to do because I was like still hungover. So I just went for a walk and I listened to that album and I, I think it changed my life. Like <laughs> that became my favorite album of hers, just walking around Martha's Vineyard alone on a beautiful day in the morning listening oh, to folklore. That, 
The way you listened to it was so good. I was just stuck in my apartment in quarantine and I was like listening to it that way. Yeah, true. I, yeah, as probably the rest of the world, I, I definitely was an outlier in that situation. Okay, August and My Tears Ricochet are my favorites. If you had to pick a Taylor Swift song that you wish you wrote, what would it be? That's too hard. <laughs> my Tears Ricochet is just lyrically, I think it's just relatable. And I think it's really poetic the way she wrote it. Mm-hmm. That's also kind of like the the angry phase after healing a little bit. And it's like the way that she just says everything like is so good and like so like backhanded and good. August is like she's not angry, but it's so gut wrenching if you've been through that. I think August. Okay, noted. But you know what I would love for you to think about is touring. Are we going to get that anytime soon? Touring actually, hopefully very soon. Uh oh, that seemed like there there might be something in the works. Literally this morning, I just got some news, <laughs> but I don't know if I can say anything yet. <laughs> oh, good. Well, that's so exciting. Um, hey, you've have you ever had a, a tour? Nope. Wow. Never oh. been never been a touring girl. The only thing I'm scared about is how I'm going to wash this on tour. <laughs> I'm like picturing me with my little Crocs and my bag going to the little showers with my Olaplex and all my 25 <laughs> fucking Peristos things trying to do my hair masks and my blowout oh, and all the hairs in the shower and I'm just going to be like oh, with my big towel. Hey, I'm, I'm confident you'll find a way. I don't know. I wish I was a boy so bad for this part. Of <laughs> Shave your head. Me doing my self tanner. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely going to be a hectic experience for you, but that's so exciting. You've got so hectic. <sighs> new city, new EP tour on the way. Allegedly. Um, what else can the listeners expect from you? But also like, what are you hoping to accomplish? I'm hoping to accomplish uh, reaching more fans and reaching more people on socials and stuff like that. And just being able to connect with more people mm-hmm. um, I'm on TikTok and Instagram and I'm trying to do a better job. Get it. I'm trying to start posting more videos of me singing in my apartment and, you know, covering my own songs and stuff like that. And some more covers of popular songs and whatnot, because I listen to songs no one has ever heard apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I'm starting to do some more stuff like that. I just got my studio all set up here and finally have some furniture in my new apartment. I'm just, I've been playing a lot of shows around LA and so hopefully people can come out and see those. I feel like this um, is such an exciting time for you. It is so exciting. I mean, I've lived in Nashville forever. It was, I'm going to be honest, moving to LA was really scary. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very stressful. I have been coming down from that <laughs> recently. Um, just trying to get settled has been hard, but I've had my family supporting me and, you know, just being there for me and stuff and calling me on the phone and telling me everything's going to be okay. But in my great management team, but now that I'm, I'm getting settled and my, my mattress has been on the ground since I've, oh, I've gotten key here. sign of living in a new place. Uh, yeah. It's just like, I just want my, I'm like, I just want my bed <laughs> set up. I'm like, mommy, I need my setup. <laughs> um, but I just, I just want to, like, I really just want to connect with more people. That I, like, I never thought about this part, but it really is so crazy and exciting. I never even thought about that part of doing music, but. That's so funny. I mean, to be honest, like, when I hear your music, I literally am, like, 
so many people would love like would love it so, i mean specifically like her obviously the lead i just feel like that has to be in front of more people asap like i can see so many people connecting with it and like it just kind of taking over summer 2022 oh thank you it's like <laughs> it's so scary coming out with music and you just want you know as many people as you like as you can to hear it especially as a new artist and mm-hmm. you know as a in a new city and stuff like that and with a new team and getting to know everyone and and like no one knows who I am yet but like just wanting people to to find like to find out who I am obviously but also to get to know me and making sure you know I can show them my personality at the same time with being able to use these apps correctly yeah. and <laughs> you want to connect with the right people you don't want like so that you know that I'm not like weird or whatever <laughs> I don't know um so doing all the trends and whatnot but I don't know I just want to do all the right things and and keep putting music out and and singing around town, you know, and hopefully get on a tour soon. Love it. Well, Eloise, this has been a lovely chat. I am so excited to see what the future holds for you. I feel like this is one of those moments where I like get to talk to an artist and I'm like, wow, I'm going to look back on this episode like in four months and she's going to be like, who the fuck is Brendan? That guy. Um, <laughs> not, I'm kidding. I just mean I can 100% see amazing things coming your way. Um, and I'm super stoked to to hear it, to hear, yeah, honestly, the, the healing phase. Thank you so much. Sweet. Thanks for having me. This, this has been, been really great. Cool. It's like chatting with a bestie. Chatting with besties. Chatting with been besties. Fun. Been a pleasure. Take care. Bye. Enjoy your new home.